just before we get to our scientist, I'll talk about some animals he probably has uh, a, a soft spot for. Salamanders. I told you I'd tell you more about this story. It's in Richmond Hill, where they're going to be closing... Um, Stouffville Road between Bayview Avenue and Leslie Street. Uh, it'll all depend. Apparently, the salamanders like to cross the street on rainy nights. So they'll close the street. The salamanders can cross. These are endangered Jefferson salamanders, gray or brown colored with lighter underparts. And occasionally, they can be blue speckled on their sides and limbs. Let's bring our scientist in. Dan Riskin is here. Nice to have you, sir. Now, I didn't know we were going to start off with Jefferson salamanders. I love those things. They're adorable, and that's great that they're doing... I mean, I know people get inconvenienced because a road gets closed, and people say, why are we closing a road for salamanders to cross the road? But, I mean, they don't live anywhere else, and they're just sitting ducks, and they have to get from A to B, and they go right across this road, and they're just, they'll die if you let them. And so there's just reroute the traffic for a night or two. And, yeah, it's, it's those rainy nights where they really make that move. But uh, salamanders are great creatures, and they're some of the native wildlife in this part of the world around the GTA that are just spectacular. And if you go out looking for them, they can, I mean, it's, there's nothing more exciting to a kid than turning over a log and finding a salamander. It's just great to have them around. Well, and also worth noting, I always remember Lauren Green, I think it was called New Wilderness, the uh, nature show that he did many yeah. years ago. But the theme was that we're on their land. You know, we've encroached on all of the land that animals used to live on, and now we're running them over in our cars and we're shooting them because they're in our backyard. So yeah, the salamanders were there long before we were. Yeah, exactly. And they don't, they just, you can't just pick them up and move them somewhere else, right? It, it, that is the place where they live. And so they've got a, a habitat that they've used for, for thousands and, and longer of years. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's just, they're not able to, to pick up and go somewhere else. And, and we kind of are. And so, and there are ways to, to engineer roads so that the salamanders can pass without having to go across the top of it. So if you really are inconvenienced by the driving and having to stop driving, there are ways that entire roads can be sort of picked up and there could be passageways underneath and things like that. Um, so there are other solutions in the long term. They're just a little bit more expensive than just asking people not to drive on a certain road on a certain night. But listen, yeah. if it's raining and you have to take a detour, you know, a smile. You're doing something nice for nature. And, you, you know, what better reason to take an extra couple of minutes in your car? Also, without getting too gross, I don't know that you want to be driving on a rainy night over all of these salamanders. But listen, yeah, let's... very slick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're just going to slide all over the road with, with salamander carcasses everywhere. It's, it's terrible. So researchers, this almost sounds like the Holy Grail. They've created a material that is stronger than steel and lighter than steel. Yeah, it's it's uh, four times stronger than steel and five times lighter. So this it's just even hard to imagine. But right now, it's they've created very small pieces of it, and they're talking about how it could be scaled up and, and made. In, I mean, they haven't got a piece that they can put into a car yet or something like that. And there are other material properties that are going to matter for how this can be applied to things. But what's really interesting is this is where we're getting into nanotechnology. So instead of just sort of pouring out some melted metal and, and having it harden, what this is is some kind of a, a micro lattice of DNA with glass particles imbibed in it. And uh, how DNA and glass work together to become stronger than steel is very counterintuitive to me. But uh, they say that if the lattice size is small enough, then they start to get these outstanding material properties so that this could be a, a really game-changing material. So people are pretty excited about it. Okay, and we've been sitting on this story since, I think, Tuesday, and uh, hoping nobody else does it with you. And so we actually... Nobody has. Nobody 
has, because we told them this is all ours. Um, <laughs> there's a future in AM radio, apparently, because <laughs> zapping your penis with AM radio waves can help fight erectile dysfunction. So crank up the News Talk 1010. Yeah, before everybody starts using their radio wrong, um, this is it is technically radio waves, so it's at the same frequency as what gets broadcast by an AM radio station and picked up by radio receivers. Um, but this is a device. Uh, I guess I, I wonder if when you were using it, if it would interfere with your ability to listen to News Talk 1010. So you'd have to make a you'd have to pick the right time to to use it. But this is a device that's made by a company in Israel, and it it zaps the penis with radio waves and you use it for a short period of time uh once a week or and so the, what they did for this uh this experiment to see if it works was 12 treatments so twice a week in the first month and then once a week in the second month and this was used by men who had erectile dysfunction problems they'd gone into a clinic and, and were complaining of problems and uh basically it's it's this device it, it wraps around and shoots these radio waves in it does warm the area so it's not something you don't feel but it's not painful no no participants reported any pain or negative side effects but it seemed to work. Now, uh, I should say that 14 uh, of the 28 people, uh, that's 50%, said that they got back normal uh, normal usage of their, of, of their penis. Okay, uh, yeah, and then yeah. 11 said that it was improved. And only three of the 28 people said that it did nothing. So they were listening to the wrong station. Yeah, exactly. They were listening to the wrong stage. <laughs> exactly. You've got to be listening to the smooth tones of John Moore in the morning. But um, what's what's kind of interesting about this, just to keep in mind, is that there wasn't a placebo. So uh, th there's no way to, to, they didn't try it with it turned off or something like that to see whether it's the experience of using a device that actually makes a difference or if this device actually physiologically does make a difference. They make a bunch of arguments about why it should work um, and how it would impact the tissues and stuff like that and free things up. So um, it's, uh, it's an interesting device and it's uh it's it's a piece of uh, equipment that you can buy on the internet right now so it's uh it's by, by an israeli company so um yeah it's uh it's pretty exciting well tom Mahalik joins us every morning at 7 35 and often improvises based on something he's heard on news talk 1010 so dan i'm hoping he's not listening right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's well it's the, the the name of the device is vertica um, okay. and there i did a quick google and uh there are a couple of different things on the internet called vertica so you have to make sure but you'll know you have the right one when you see the picture of it and it's got a hole in it and you'll, you'll know okay. you, you'll know you found it when you find it <laughs> being a vegetarian might be in your dna yeah, you know what? This is really interesting. Um, you know, whether or not you choose to uh, avoid meat uh, is obviously a, a lifestyle decision that different people make. But um, this new research suggests that it may be easier for some people than others to stick to that. And the way they came to this conclusion was with a big database of uh, a big cohort of people in the UK who have their DNA scanned and who are filling out forms all the time about different lifestyle things. And uh, about 5,000 of them are vegetarians and about 300,000 of them are not. And so they looked at the DNA of the vegetarians compared to everybody else just to see if there was any difference. And they found that the vegetarians are more likely to have certain alleles of certain genes. And so they make the argument that, well, you know, if it were random, uh, we wouldn't expect to see any pattern. But here we see these, these, uh, these three 
pieces of DNA where if you have a certain version, you're more likely to be a, a vegetarian. And so they are arguing that this suggests that the way that these people are able to break down plant-based lipids may be different from the general population and may make things a little bit easier for them to be vegetarian. It's a bit of a weak uh, argument because it's sort of a correlation thing and they're trying yeah. to look for an explanation, but you don't expect any signal between DNA and whether a person's vegetarian or not. So it's interesting they do find a correlation and understanding it is really the tricky part. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know a lot of vegetarians who are necessarily hungry for cabbage. It's just, it's a philosophical thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, But, you know, ultimately, when you're hungry, you're hungry, right? And so if there were a difference physiologically in the experience of not eating meat for an extended period of time, you can imagine that that might drive differences in sort of cheating and behavior and stuff like that. But And and they did in these in these surveys, they were saying, like, have you have you snuck a piece of chicken in the last year? That, that kind of a question. And, and so this was really strict vegetarians versus non-strict. Thank you very much, sir. Wonderful to have you every Thursday. Thank you. Keep talking on those radio waves. You're making a bigger difference than you realize. I know. I think every, all of my listeners are standing at attention.